I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. I'm your host, Jessica Michelle Singleton, JMS for short, or for lazy, or because it's honestly, I'm fine with that. This is my lazy attempt at rebranding, like, you just call me JMS and that's fine, and that's all I do. I'm a comedian, I don't know a fucking thing, that's why we're here. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining, Uh, I'm happy to have you. Please uh, give us a chance, subscribe, give a rating and a review on iTunes. It really helps, helps other people find the podcast. Uh, I would love to, you know, hear how you found me, hear what you think, all that shit. And, uh, you know, the more people follow, the more people get answers to their weird, dumb, ignorant questions. And thank you to everyone who has already done this. Shout out to my uh, best idiots forever on Patreon, Gene and Kathy. If you want to join the Patreon, get cool stuff from me, postcards from around the world, extra bonus content, patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Uh, and, and thank you to everyone who subscribes there. Uh, we'll just jump into it, you guys. My guest this week is Katie Jane Earl, one of the singers of the band The Mowgli's. Uh, you can maybe hear my dog barking in the background. That is not Katie. That is my dog, Mogi. Sounds like Mowgli. Anyway, I ask her all about being the one woman in a band and what's life like on the road with that, uh, what's being married to someone in your band like, and just being a touring musician of a really badass band. And if you're in the UK this week, go check out the Mowgli's. It is their first time touring the UK. I have been to a few of their shows, and it is a fucking good time. You dance, you leave, just re-energize their, their music, has sort of a positive vibe to the lyrics and it's just upbeat and fun you're gonna love it it's like alt rock with i don't know i just feel like happy sunshine fucking good vibes when i listen to their music so yeah no further ado here it is katie jane earl from the mowgli's hey idiots it's me. I am here with the fabulous Katie Jane Earl of the Mowgli's. Hello. Front woman. Is that what I, is that appropriate? Front. Sure. Per, w- one of the people up front. Singer. Um, yeah. Party starter of sorts. Yeah, vibe coordinator. Vibe coordinator. I'm just gleeked LaCroix at her. You guys couldn't see that, but I definitely spit when I talk. Hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> um, That's it, a perfect title. You know, for, I'll take it. Vibe coordinator is like, what an honor. Yeah, because it's true. I mean, truly. And the vibe you guys bring on stage is incredible. Oh, thanks. That's um, that's fun. It's I feel like if we're having fun and we have a good vibe, it's that much easier for other people to have fun. Absolutely. I have seen several Mowgli shows. You I'm have. Basically, 
It's like you like somebody in the band. It's crazy. It's so weird. It's, it's weird. I don't know. I'm just. We talk about it. We're like, who's that weird girl? Oh, she's, she's coming. Back. She's been to like a handful of shows. It's a weird groupie. But it is such a like positive, happy, upbeat energy. Thanks. Which I feel a lot of your music brings in general. But then, yeah, because it's not, it's not fair to just call you a singer because I'm like, it's, it's. There's, you know. There's so much. I don't it's know. an it's we're entertaining yeah you know it's, yeah it's a show we're putting on a show entertaining folks hopefully they're having a good time I think so what else can you do okay well I mean what else can you do truly but let's get into it because you are the lone lady mm. in this group of men uh <laughs> or something um, <laughs> there's something like that how is that um how has that been like is um that well i don't know if you know this or not but um men are idiots <gasps> and they're my biggest um, fans that's why i call them idiots no oh, they're I, I mean i love them yeah you know uh they're they're cool i i feel like you know how like it's like when little boys do art you know, they come home with like a drawing they did at oh, school. God. Dumb. Like no painting. matter how <laughs> dumb it is, it gets like on the fridge. Yeah. And like when we come home with a piece of art, our parents are like, you're never going to be an artist. Oh my God. <laughs> and like, Katie, as I, I, I mean, I feel like, like yeah, my parents, is that a gen? And so like, I feel like guys are just like, um, it's easier for them to just like, they go through life. Like every idea they have is good. Is like, yes, yes, man. Like everything should be on the fridge. And like, I feel like there might be parents that put, I could be wrong because my parents also would never put anything I did on the fridge. <laughs> you don't think that's like a unique you as a woman circumstance? No, I think that like guys, most guys I know are just like have this confidence that like um, all their ideas are good and like everything and like they don't always treat like women's ideas or contributions like the same. The same or that if a woman does have a great idea, it's like, like your mind shouldn't be blown by that, but men will go, like, right. wow, Katie. Right. That is a great right. idea. Um, and Who luckily, came up with that? Right. <laughs> Who else thought of that? Um, and luckily, I mean, like the guys I work with are really cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just like I think working with guys in general has has those kinds of obstacles. It's kind of weird. Has that ever been an issue? Um, yeah, yeah I mean, past? definitely. Like, I think that I I work with really progressive, like feminist guys. Yeah, but I think that there's, of course, like times that, um, you know, you're like, like a very basic example would be like, I'll suggest something, and they'll be like, okay, and then I'll like suggest it again because I'd feel like I haven't been heard, and then it's just all kind of until I'm a bitch about it. You feel it, like I feel not. like sometimes I'm like, you just have to be like, just do the fucking thing. And then really? they do it. And then you're like, okay, cool. Great. We can move forward now. Yeah. You know, but when you just, I don't know, it's like sometimes I feel like you're not fully taken seriously until you just get to that place where they're scared of you a little <laughs> bit. Um, you gotta just like whip them into. Yeah. And then they're like, but that's fine. It's, it's fine. Like, I don't care if they're scared of me. I mean, yeah, I'm, you can't be if that's no. what you have to do to be heard. But And you don't feel yeah. like it's the same, like you think a man can just throw out an idea or um, a, a lot of times I feel or like... Or do you think people... I mean, it's so different with like our particular group because we're like so close and we've been working together for so many years that there's just like so many personal intricacies. Yeah, um, it's like a and Yeah, totally. But I, I do think like in general, like in the past, like working with a label where everybody was like a guy 
Um, I, you know, there'd be times where I'd be like, I really feel like this is right and this is the right move. And it's like you, I feel like maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like I had to like fight a little harder for those things. Wow. Um, but you know, it's fine. It is what it is. As a, as a woman in a band, like when you were working with these big labels and stuff, do they ever try to, I don't know what, how to ask this question, you know, like brand you specifically or be like the woman try to like Um, try to get you to sexy up or whatever like yeah kind of I mean there was definitely a time when like um when we first started where like there was some big guy that was there to see our band and like when he met us he just the first thing he said was like who's fucking the girl what and we were like everybody was like whoa that was really weird um and then there was another time where like I think somebody we were working with like had a very serious like pulled me aside and was like don't get pregnant and I was (laughs) like okay did Um, you tell me the minute I I was right exactly exactly um and then I feel like those are probably like the weirdest things that have happened yeah probably do you feel the like classic Hollywood pressure as a woman to like beauty standard shit um i mean of course like i'm like every day i look in the mirror and i'm like why is my face like (laughs) um but Ah. (laughs) yeah but also like i i also in a lot of ways just like getting older i feel better like i feel like i think it was harder for me in being in my 20s in a band it was like i a lot of that stuff mattered a lot more to me and i I feel like it probably still matters to people in music a lot, but just being in my thirties, I care less about that stuff. You're now. like, I'm chill. The mu- the show's going to be fine. fun. It doesn't matter. Right. And every time I've ever like freaked out about the way I look, like once I get on stage, it like doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. You just kind of, I imagine it's just like nonsense, like to... thought filler for before the show. You're like, something is my makeup weird? About. Yeah. Yeah. It's something to panic about. Are they going to see this tiny piece of glitter that's out of place? <laughs> right. It's like, no, no. They don't care. It's fine. I do the same shit. It uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, you're like, it, it's literally... Once you're out there, whatever you're wearing is fine. And they're going to love the music. Yeah, no one is going... No one cares. Nobody's going, well, she she was wearing kind of a weird outfit. You or like... I mean, the only thing that could happen is like, if you did a bizarre outfit, they're just going, whoa, what a cool outfit. Right, well, and also you're a rock star. Like, sometimes it's, it's like, oh, you're a rock star. It's not weird. You can wear yeah. whatever you want. Absolutely. And people are... I think most people just go like, cool... If, unless you have some sort of reputation for unless your you're wearing like a MAGA hat, most people don't bold. have an opinion about what you're wearing. Do you feel like that has ruined the ability to wear red hats? In I think general? red hats are a trigger now. Yeah. Just in general. I've seen like a red like Adidas hat and been like, <gasps> you know, like I was mad for a minute. And yeah. then I realized there was nothing to be mad about. It was just a totally non associated like non it's just a red right wing hat. hat. It's just wow. a hat. It's so <clears throat> true, though. Like, but they're triggers for sure. And also, have you seen a MAGA hat in the wild? I mean, yeah, it's very. I've it, only seen them on very old people. It, it, it's the first time it happened. Um, I was at an airport and like I was at the other end of the airport and all the way down, like a few baggage claims like a down. There was like eagle. a hat. <laughs> and I was like, all of a sudden, that thing, like when you see your ex, like or like That's, like a feeling from the stom- pit of my oh. stomach and my face got hot. Like I was pissed it was oh. crazy i was like this i wanted to just like say i wanted i wanted to say something so bad i, I wanted confrontation something. really bad like i was pissed oh it was weird and then i was like what is happening to me like 
It's just like yeah. there's probably a lot of Trump supporters around me. It's just like none of them have the gall to wear the hat. <laughs> it's like the rest of them aren't. They don't want to advertise the mistake they made. Right. Like, um, but it was it's weird. It was it was a weird feeling. It was like it was like an experience. It was very. Yeah. Because you're like you're pretty political. I mean, you're. I mean, I th- out there. I'm, I'm as political as I feel like most people should yeah, be. You're vocal. It's our country. Absolutely. It's ours. How do you feel as an artist? How do you feel about intertwining that within your art or your performance? Well, I try just because the Mowgli's is made up of a bunch of individuals. I yes. try to not speak for anybody else. I try to really, you know, make that line clear that when I speak, I speak for myself and this is what I believe. Yeah. Um, so I try really not to bring it into the Mowgli's at yeah. all. Um, I feel like the Mowgli's can be political in the sense that like we we try to get people to like love themselves. And I think that yeah. loving yourself is like a rebellious act in a world that wants you to hate yourself. I mean, I a hundred percent agree. So we can be political in that way. We can be like, get involved, take control of your own life, love yourself. And hopefully people take that information and, and those tools, and then they can go and be like good citizens with that. And we don't have to be like, vote this way. Yeah. Um, you do the, you, if you're doing the right thing, you yeah. hope you'll figure it yeah. out. <laughs> Um, but me personally, I'm, I'm like all about having the conference, the conversation and I'm like not scared of the confrontation that comes with it because I feel like for me personally, when I'm having the conversation about it, it's, it's like very much something that I believe in Yeah, and something that, you know, it's really not hard to talk about something that you genuinely believe in. Yeah, and I think g- it's a good thing. Yeah. I genuinely believe like all people should have access to healthcare and not just people who can afford it. And I genuinely so believe real. that like housing is a human right. Yeah. And, um, and I could sit here and have a conversation for hours about why I think those things. So yeah. I'm not afraid to. So you're know? like, I'm not, it's not a weird thing for you to. Yeah, no, I'll talk to a Trump supporter. Yeah. You're, I mean, that's literally was the premise of this podcast originally was just trying to bridge that gap of, okay, how can I have the conversation? And I, I'm, a hundred percent certain I align with you politically. Right. But um, I'm like, I've seen the Bernie stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but love the guy. I mean, truly amazing. Um, yeah. He's, he's you got to like best. meet him recently. I got to meet him. Like, very this is not briefly. what this whole podcast is going to be about, but very I briefly, wanna... I got to meet him. Um, I'm going all in for 2020 for Bernie yeah, you're because just like I'm like, burn. yeah, I'm like, he think he would be the best thing for this country. 100%. I think getting money out of politics is a hundred percent crucial to, to yes. refo- transforming our government into one that works for the people and not for, uh, the richest Absolutely. people and he's the one um, candidate that, and he's the only candidate that is in compromise yes the only, the only one. one he owes us like we're funding his campaign so he Absolutely. owes us not you know um special interests so i'm i'm so all in for him and i'm like also like if 2020 turns out really bad ugh, um and it's another red hat year Ooh. or four years um at least i've I want to at least be able to feel like I did everything you made I your could. Effort. I yeah. don't want to just feel like I sat back and let that happen to me because I think it's a, a terrifying prospect. Yeah. You don't want to be like, wow, I should have. I will feel phone like phone banked more. I, I will 100 feel people. that way. Yeah. I mean, I will find it. I want to say I would find it shocking if he got reelected, but who fucking knows these days? Oh my God. It's totally possible. So 
But I'm I'm totally cool with talking to Trump supporters. Absolutely. Like my in-laws are Trump supporters. Yeah, I, I would have sit down too. and talk to them all day long. I'd yeah. be like, why do you feel that way? Don't Absolutely. you think this? Do you, you know, I, I think at the end of the day, a lot of us really do believe in the same things. We want the same things. Yeah. Um, I would love for people in my life who I know are maybe Trump supporters. I know they also want health care and need it. And yeah. I, I know they also hate to see people on the streets. And I know that, you know, they also don't want um, billionaires taking advantage of them while yeah. they struggle. Like we we all want that. Truly. So I, I don't understand. Just, there's labels on it. Yeah. It, how can you not want someone who's for healthcare and be someone who's like teeth are falling out? It's like, you don't right. think that you don't want that to be a thing that you right. can get some help with. Right. My God. I mean, I love that. Um, yeah. Cause I, I always, I felt a lot of not pressure. It's not, no one is applying pressure to me for who to like, but that little voice of the like feminist extremist thing where it's like, Oh, am I supposed to just go put my money behind the woman because she's a woman, but ultimately, <laughs> which is bad feminism. Well, I was going to say true feminism is, is recognizing a person despite their, their gender, which is a hundred percent. I agree with, right. which is why I run into like, and also I, I want a woman president. I would love that. I would love that. I, I also, just, I want the right one. Yeah. I also believe somewhere out there is a woman who would be the best choice at Couldn't a given year. More. And to, that was always my, that's my thing is that like, just and it's not just presidents it's anywhere just plugging a woman in to put in a it's woman not the answer. if she's not the best one is yeah. detrimental in just my give opinion. women the shot to be yeah. the best absolutely yeah absolutely put them Ugh. in the playing fields and you know see what they're capable of let them prove themselves the same way the men have absolutely it's like yeah just get put me in coach put me in coach not me god save the world yeah if I, I once had too much iced coffee and joined neighborhood council and that really was a, i mean it was a very brief stint but how is the neighborhood it's thriving in a possibly negative way it was highland park anyways oh. my idea was to like that was you stop gentrification got it i was very manic anyway um i ended up in a march an anti-gentrification march holding a sign in Spanish. I don't know what it said. We've all been in marches <laughs> holding signs we didn't understand. Listen, I didn't get these calves by not marching. Right. Okay. Um, you want a nice butt? March for something. March for something. Care about something. Care about something. <laughs> Truly. There's uh, so much to care about. How, okay. Backing up a little to just life as a musician. Uh. Was that something you always saw yourself doing? Um, no, I mean, I feel like as a kid, I, I, um, uh, like yours, mine is a patchwork childhood. <laughs> um, That's a very sweet way to put it. So yeah, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I moved a lot and I was kind of all over the place and I don't think I ever really thought about like my future very much. That makes sense. Um, I was a child actor, <gasps> so I definitely like wanted to always like wanted to entertain i have to ask like theater are you, um, or is oh, there i was in a drug-free commercial <gasps> i was in a jack-in-the-box commercial how do you feel now about the drug-free um i mean i was a soccer player and my my goalie was super stoned and they missed they ruined the game and you're like so i stand by the my game. statement um and don't so do i drugs stand before by the my game. statement yeah don't do drugs before the game do them during and after the game yes um jack in the box jack in the box i would you remember the meaty cheesy boys 
No, but I didn't. I mean, that might be like a West Coast thing. Yeah, the meaty cheesy boys were this like. Um, it was during the era of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, oh my and God. Jack in the Box had the meaty cheesy boys. That's so funny. Which one of whom is Wade Robson, who Wade Robson. was like a big choreographer <gasps> and one of the boys in the Michael Jackson documentary. Oh, yikes. Yeah, so he was one of the meaty cheesy boys. Very and meaty, I played um, their number one fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I played like a, an extreme the, meaty cheesy boys like fanatic. Like a meaty cheesy head. I was a meaty cheesy head. And so I did that commercial um, and I just think I always like wanted to do entertainment and so then my parents moved to Vegas and I was like crushed. I was like, I have an acting career. Wow, because you were in, um, were you in California before? I was in California, okay. and I was like, I have an acting career. You're ruining my career. So we moved to Vegas. I went to high school there, joined theater. Yeah. Which, like, you know, was not, it, the, it wasn't being on set, I'll yeah. tell you that much. It's the most you can do. I did know? musical theater, and I liked it, and it was fun, And um, but I hated Vegas, and I, like, couldn't wait to move back to L.A. So then I did move back to L.A. my senior year, and, um, and uh, like, I was an adult, so you know my kid agent didn't care about me and stuff. So like, I remember doing, me. Yeah, like, I went there. I was like, "Hi, remember me?" And my agent was like, "Okay." Like looking back on it, he was like, "Cool, Crazy. yeah, I'll call you yeah. totally." Um, Security. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. I was like eighteen. I was like, "I'm back, ready to work. <laughs> Put me in, coach." And um, no, uh, so funny. but then I started doing comedy, and I was doing UCB stuff. Oh, awesome. And, um, and then I started like working in reality TV and I was making a lot of money. Like producing and, or? Um, no, you? no. I was like PAing. I was like oh, 20. Okay. And I was like hanging out at Crafty and like running errands. And it Amazing. was cool. It was great. Uh, it was during the writer's strike. So there was like a lot of money in reality TV. And, wow. um, and I was happy to hang out and make that money. Uh, so did that. And then... Uh, while I was like working and doing comedy kind of casually and then I was hanging out with musicians and um, so that just kind of like happened. They were like, oh, come sing on this track. Do you want to play a show? Um, and I was just, it just kind of happened really organically. You just sort of ended up in the music Just kind of ended up in the music community from like having creative friends and, and maintaining those creative relationships. At that point, did you think that you were going to eventually do stuff in comedy or you were just kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to yeah, get the I was, outlet out. I was just excited to be performing. Like yeah. uh, the band was playing shows regularly and I was excited to be playing shows. That's amazing. So that was, you know, it was getting me on stage and getting me on a mic and um, getting me in front of people. So how I felt good. Yeah. I mean, I imagine. Yeah. yeah uh, you, you know, you've been I, up there. I, I know in a different way. Yeah. yeah. How quickly, like, from joining the band? Were you, like, originally in the band? I don't know. I'm one of the original members. Okay. There have been so many iterations. Andy's the only one who's not an original so, member. So much evolution. I'm ignoring you. No. Um, and somehow my boyfriend, he said that from the beginning when I started dating. He's like, yeah, I just got you know, really lucky and a thing happened. And I was like, that's fucking rad, dude. Uh, he's, I mean, to be fair, he he has been around, like, a lot of a long time we played shows with Andy and then he was like his band broke up and then he was our merch guy and then oh, our drummer was like I'm sick of playing drums I want to play something else and we're like okay Andy you play drums and he's like <laughs> and, um, I can do that yeah and we never once were like 
maybe it's really expensive to just keep adding band members. We just did. That's we just so, like did. You didn't think of it. You're like, well, we want this. So yeah. like, fuck it. Yeah. It was That's, so, um, it was crazy. And it's hindsight. fun. It's like, you know, not financially. Yeah. It you was know, the it, best. It, it, I No. Because touring, I mean, I, do, I still do a little of it, but like a lot of like, uh, when I first started getting on the road, it was like very gritty little shows. And I mean, the it's money. It's not a glamorous life. No. Well, and the money I make, and I'm one person. And then you go like, oh, this band is like splitting whatever they're making right. among, I mean. Has too many people. How many people? Um, well, I mean, there That's, was eight. There yeah. was like eight at the peak. Yeah. Um, you guys are down to was, five now, right? Yes. 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 Amazing. Yes. Tor- the The life just kind of dwindled dwindled the number down to five yeah people went their own ways did it's their a hard own stuff. life yeah and yeah i'm sure some people just get worn down yeah yeah i mean i think it was like after our uh the first year of touring was the first guy was like i'm i'm done with this really this life is not for me how long after like starting to play did you guys start like uh, hitting the road? there were a few years we were playing we spent like a year or two in la just like literally playing like coffee shops and bars and like hair salons and art walks anywhere you could vintage stores like literally anywhere that was like having bands farmers markets we were playing um and then we uh that kind of evolved into um playing we're playing you know bigger shows in la opening up for bigger bands and then we got a booking agent um and that that was when things really started changing yeah really how was I mean, hitting the road for the first time. Um, It was so fun. We were like totally in like a honeymoon phase. Like I was like dating somebody else at the time. And I was like, bye life. Don't care anymore. (laughs) Yeah. See ya. Good Um, Lord. Yeah. You're just like in honeymoon phase. And like it, it started pretty immediately. I think we went on our first tour, which was three weeks. And then we were like, okay. And we're going to go home for a month and then we're going out again. And then we're going to come home for a week and then we're going out again. And, and, for a year and a half, it was just that. It was nonstop. Like, we got home at Friday and we left again on Monday. Yeah. Nonstop. And uh, yeah, it was like such a rush. And we were all in this honeymoon phase. And there was a lot of like, we're in the South. We need to eat Southern food. We're in Philly. We need to have cheesesteaks. We're in, you know, it was like, yeah. we need to eat whatever from wherever we are. And um, now I think all of that's worn off. We're kind of. Because like I just we need, need a be, vegetable. Yeah, we need yeah. nutrients. Uh, but but the first big year of touring was uh, so fun and exciting, and it was kind of like I never, I'll never go home. Oh my god, you're like, <laughs> I could do this forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you're like, God, I'm fucking tired. Totally. And now I'm like, how can I make money from home? <laughs> <laughs> can we tour virtually? Can somehow? you tour in LA? <laughs> what about holograms? <laughs> right. Honestly, What's totally it? get it. Were you, when you first hit the road, were you guys like on a tour bus? No, no. We were in a 15 passenger van. Oh, the first shit. large sum of money we got from a publishing deal, we bought a 15 passenger van with. Um, and we Amazing. hooked a trailer up to it and all eight of us plus a tour manager. So nine of us got in there and we were getting hotel rooms and sh- getting like two hotel rooms and just everyone sharing. Everybody beds. was sharing and um, was that awkward staying at, at, at people's first? houses as like, a uh, woman. Was it were people of, weird about it or were you? Uh, it was kind of, you know, I always brought my own little blow up mattress. Like yeah. a little twin size blow up mattress. So I kind of just had my own thing going on and it was oh, kind of fine. That's great. That's smart. Um, yeah, it was fine. But uh, 
Yeah. And then there were nights that it was like we had to do overnight drives where we'd get off stage, we'd pack up, and then we would have like a eight hour drive where we'd all have to sleep in the van. Who was driving? Dave. He's insane. How does uh, Dave is not a human. Dave's no, he's not. He's Dave a is in the band, you part guys. machine. He's like the keyboard random he there's so many instruments i see he does up. so many random things he also like literally we're talking about oh he's not a human he he powers down like he'll just Aww. like go mm, he just turns and off. just shuts his eyes and he'll he'll rest for like four to six minutes and then it's like and he's like back and he's back it's really That's, weird he's he's a but thank goodness for him driving thank the goodness car. for dave <laughs> like he has really kept us uh afloat yeah all these years helping us manage our finances yeah, is he a little sure. more right brain than everyone or wait uh, whichever one's not that the left brain which yeah. one's the logic he's whatever i'm not i've never like, I been feel like he could more handle different than dave <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i'm dave is dave and i are so so different like i relate to him less than i relate to pretty much anybody it's, yeah it's crazy yeah but we get along great. Yeah. But um, you're just so different. Or like also like Dave, somebody who I'm kind of fine having like a blowout fight with because I know <laughs> that, you know, uh, it's not going to roll over. Like we'll be like, I'll be like, fuck, you know, you're wrong. You're wrong. There's no two ways about it. You're wrong. Yeah. I'll be like, where do you think, you know, where we should go to dinner tonight? Like, what <laughs> it, you know, it's like really just easy to roll into the next moment with him for some reason. Even is though that we fight? Is that a big part of? Being in a band where you guys are like so close, like proximity wise. Oh, are yeah. there a lot of little like, ah, oh my you're God, stuck in it's these insane like, in such small corners. me and Andy like bicker like siblings. <laughs> like there was literally a meeting about it once. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's totally like that. Like I I'm an intense person. So, so you know, what makes you crazy? I have no problem being like. I'm pissed getting to, you know, I'll, I'll get there and I'll be really animated and um, excited when I'm saying something and I don't, it's like spirited. Yeah. It's spirited. And I'm not actually mad. You just have a but lot of, I'll be like, fucking the thing in the butt. And then everybody's like, Oh my God, she's, turn it down. She's so, pissed. Yeah. And it's like, I, I can really create this energy that makes like, if you don't know me, they're like, uh, um, and I think the only thing that annoys me is I'm like, you guys, we've been in a band for 10 years. Like, you know me right. like don't, you know, but they do. Uh, but Andy, <laughs> I'll like get to that point with Andy and Andy will come at me. Like he'll come back at me with the same energy. <gasps> and then we're just like, fighting we're fine like we're not in an actual fight but we're both like at 11 yeah um so it can be a little intense but yeah I mean it's definitely like that we all have a different dynamic but like Andy and I definitely probably bicker the most other than Dave and Andy who actually bicker the most oh Dave and Andy yeah they bicker the most and then me and Andy probably the second most Andy you're a common denominator here what's going on Andy lock it up he is um Having to be surrounded by the just life habits of multiple different men. Mm. How was that? Like seeing just. Well, I think that like also like one thing is like, you know, we just shared a bus with new politics. Yes. They're like really clean and like totally like just 
organized and they yeah i don't know i feel like i was like oh they feel like they smell better than our guys and they're like cleaner <laughs> i'm like am i wrong maybe i'm just like so used to our guys it's just a new that, like, scent this is, i'm like you guys are all like hot and cool and it's just pheromones you're like, like what's happening what's going on over here um and none of them are immune to my charms yet so they like laughed at all my jokes and stuff i was like you guys are just better like the, you guys are better <laughs> you guys are better um you're but like, uh that's so funny yeah i don't know it's uh i I definitely make sure I have what I need. I'm like, you guys are fine. I need a place to change and I need a mirror and I need, you know, um, I know that they're fine. So it's kind of of their, their living situation is fine. I just kind of deal with it. And then I just make sure to, to ask for what I need. That's great. I mean, that's such a huge, I'm, that's a skill I envy. Uh, gotta do it. I have been, I have been actively working on it so hard. Because I, uh, really, really hate feeling resentful. Like that is such a kicker for me. Like I, I hate that emotion more than a lot of other emotions. And so, um, for me, I'm just like, you know what? If I don't just like say like, yo, I need this. Yeah. I'm going to be pissed off later. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Uh, it's just easier. It's easier to just be like, just let me get this. Yeah. And also every year of life, I like move forward. I just care less and less what people think. So like, Isn't it I a don't, blessing? it's the best. It's I, so I love just being like, I need this and I don't care. Like I'm not rude about it, but it's like, I used to be so scared of asking, like, I don't want to seem difficult. I don't want to bother I don't want to seem like Is a bitch. There, um, toilet um, paper? Yeah. Or like-, like trying to find, like, I need to like, convey something I need to get an idea across I need to like find the exact right tone that's not offensive to you so that I can say this but still be cool like I want I still want and and now I'm just like I don't care good for you it it I'm still struggling a little I'm pretty I'm pretty good at like being blunt and getting what I want but you know I think getting married helped for me really for me I think it noted and the reason why is because you kind of just like no like there's that whole element is just gone where you're like well I know like I have this partner at home they're who's not like legally bound to me so like I'm just gonna be like unabashedly myself out here or something yeah. you know and or even like um I feel like it's almost like I could go on an audition and not have any fear of failing because like, what's the worst that happens? I still go home to my husband at the end of the day. Uh, Whereas like, there's so many people listening like you bitch, you know, they're alone in their uh, studio uh, apartments. Like, Oh, there's she's <laughs> right. No, but it's like, you know, there's this, um, there's safety. this sense. Of, it's like a safety net. security. There's like a net under me at all times. Now I feel well, like I think so it makes me a little more, um, like, I don't, I don't care if you think I'm a bitch. Because I need this and I'm going to ask for it. And like my husband knows I'm not a bitch and he likes me. And he loves me. So that is a nice feeling of, especially someone with a patchwork childhood. But I mean, I. Security. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing that I, I have struggled with forever, but 
Yeah, I, I, that makes so much sense. The idea of having someone that you go because I have abandonment issues, like of to course, the of nines. course. I mean, who doesn't? Truly, you know what I mean? except for you know those people who don't. Who, yeah, it's <laughs> got, I mean, I envy all of them. Yeah, but it's like the wind will blow, and I'm like, "You're gonna leave me." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gotten real good. I've gotten better at like not having such severe reactions, but also a lot better at keeping it tucked in. Right, right. But, but it's it is, there. Is the thing of not. like, I don't want to cry in front of you. Right. Even having a boyfriend who's like, hey, well, you can like, talk to me about stuff. And I'm like, can I? Yeah. No. And also <laughs> it's like there's that whole element of like not. Um, how can you talk about it when you're like, I don't even fully understand my abandonment issues. Yeah. Like, you're like, I, I just, you know, I just started crying. I don't know why. Yeah. If you have trauma. I don't like, know why. Ah, uh, PTSD you triggers know? where you're like, I don't know what yeah. this is. To someone who it's funny because. With comedians and other people who just have their have shit, even if they don't really know what's going on, they get it. You right. You know, where they're like, oh shit. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes you just get set off. Right. But having, and I dated a few comedians before the relationship I'm in, and they kind of got it and whatever. And it was just, you know, not a good recipe, but, you know, crazy and crazy. But having some sort of like trigger or meltdown type thing in front of someone who you know doesn't do that and doesn't hasn't been around someone who just like gets set off by a dumb thing because well, I go into like cry- I don't know I, I, it's I hard say, anybody anybody that you're with in any creative environment has like been around fucking lunatics exactly but my fear is I wouldn't want the person I'm with to be like oh she's just a lunatic no no I think that if you're I feel like you tend to date creative people and like whether that is like comedy or film or music like this is something that (laughs) I have had to talk a, a lot about with Josh and with my bandmates it's like um we chose this life and for the rest of our career, like we'll always come across like narcissists. We'll always come across like psychopaths. We'll always come across traumatized people. You have to know you're going to bump into that. Yeah. This world's just is full of that. Yeah. I mean the entertainment world, it's a magnet for it. It really is. It really, really is. And I think especially with like music and comedy. Yeah. I mean, actors like they're not stable. Come on. Who are you kidding? You know, um, I pretend to be somebody else for a living. Like for a living. Like that, any like, of us are we're like, we're all fucked. I have to, I have, I need an audience to yeah. feel okay. Anybody who needs an audience to, for validation is, is, a, is got their own thing. They got, we all got our own things going on. That's so but, um, true. But yeah, it's, it's, and it's funny. It's like, that's another thing about just tapping, since we're talking about being married, is like learning, like, oh, that's a trigger for you. <laughs> or like, yeah. oh, this is a trigger for me. Like, you know, um, yeah, it's like there's a lot of experiences like learning other how to support that stuff. How to, yeah, how to like, be able to be there for someone. Mm-hmm. And I think that as you grow up, you learn about your own triggers too. So like really learning about yourself, like while you're like living alongside somebody else, is kind of a trip. Oh, truly, because you're can, like there could be things you didn't even realize were a thing for totally. you. Totally, I've learned more about myself in the last like three years probably than I did in the ten years before that. You know, wow. I mean, in my twenties, I was just like doop the do like. Yeah shots and um now i'm like actually like reflecting trying to pay attention to what what is this feeling right and i'm exactly where did that come from can't afford therapy so you know i'm like 
gotta do my own you gotta do my own (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is recommended yeah definitely only do that you Uh guys uh if you can do nothing else self i do have a lot of moments of and analyze your friends people love that (laughs) (laughs) diagnose them get get the dsm start looking at personality disorders shout it out Mm -hmm. at them Mm -hmm. call everyone a narcissist (laughs) um god so funny and relatable in this city i feel like um if i may you were you're married to someone else in your band yep he's great um hi josh um you guys he, weren't he's not listening i know <laughs> i'm saying it so people go discover the band none of you will ever listen um he you guys weren't always together no so you like fell in love you know in the course of On things tour. how was that weird oh super weird um yeah we we were in a band together for like years and then we started touring was it a thing where you like never even thought about it never even thought about it like we were both dating other people never crossed my mind i was never like ooh, like josh can get it like i never thought anything of it um and then but when we started touring like when we got out of la um and we'd like wake up in the same hotel and like I'd be like, I'm going to go get a coffee. Does anybody want to come? And the only person who would be up and like want to go on a mission to get coffee would be Josh. So all of a sudden it's like we're accidentally like on a coffee date. Yeah. We're like in a new city together walking to get coffee or being like, oh shit, there's a lake nearby or a pier nearby. Does anybody want to check it out? And we were just both, you know, drawn to the same things. We both were like let's go to this place to get food. Let's go to that place to get coffee. Let's go on a walk and see this lake. And all of a sudden it's like, we're spending a lot of time together. And then one day after like a few months of this one day, it was like, uh, what's going on? Yeah. It was like, I don't know if he said something. I was going to say, do you remember who one of us was was like, this is like, something's happening here. Right? Like I'm not crazy. Like this is because it went went from just like, Oh, well like we both, want coffee so we're getting coffee to all of a sudden being like oh I want to go get coffee with Josh with Josh like and then it was like you know um thank god there was something imagine oh my god there's something here right uh in a band with a band member and they're like no 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 (laughs) oh the Um, hell yeah no it's so scary so scary and actually I think that we did think that like after the first tour we were like nothing had happened we hadn't crossed any like physical lines but we were just like we're just feeling this way because we're in honeymoon phase. Like, yeah. this is all exciting. It's our first tour. Like, Proximity. we're just going to go home and, like, cool Fine. off. And it's, this is just a phase. Yeah. But, um, which, you know, in most cases, like, with most dudes, you're like, oh, my God, I like this dude. Like, what's happening? And then you go home, and after a month, you're like, who's that person even? Like, oh, I don't even around. care. Um, I think he was just <laughs> yeah. giving me attention, and I yeah, was alone. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He laughed at my joke once. And I was like, um, ah. But yeah, and and this like wasn't like that. Like I went home and I was like kept thinking about him and every time I saw him I was like, really excited to see him and um and then we got booked another tour and it was like so exciting to like get to go off like, together again and and then it was like okay, this isn't like stopping. We have to like um figure out what's going we've on. We've got to figure out what's going on and uh and then I think it took like a couple of months and we came home and broke up with the people that we were dating yeah. and like moved and did all this stuff that you sucks. Just moved in together? Uh, no, no. no. Oh, I was oh, like you were living. living. Okay. Yes. I was like, Oh God, what a leap. Yes. Yes. Leap and so I, I moved out of the place I was in with the guy I was dating at the time. And it, you know, it was just like all those worst parts about 
dealing with that. With a breakup, it's hard. Um, and then even once when we it's were the right both, thing. Yeah, and then once we were both single, we were like, you know, hey, hey, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, and then we started kind of dating, and um, the band was like pissed about it. They were like, if you guys break up, this is going to be the end Ruin of the band. the band. And we're like, right, but if we also just like are in love and can't be together, that's going to break up the band. Yeah. Because like what, I'm going to be at a bar and I'm going to be in love with Josh watching him talk to some other girl because he can't be with me and then I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. Like oh, that, oh my God. God, that sounds horrible. That'd be so bad. And then so we bad. get in a van together with all our other friends and we're all just pissed. How like, was Ashley? Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. It like, would be so much worse. So instead we just were like, well... It would feel really disingenuous to not just act on to this. go for it, and it would be like very against the Mowgli's. Yeah, it's like you know, love. The I Mowgli's feel like are like follow your heart, be yourself. You know, pursue love. Like so it's it literally just, in yeah, the lyrics. We're like you guys, uh, and then, <laughs> and then we were like, you know, we we've between Josh and myself have had a lot of talks about just making sure, like, we don't want, we don't ever want it to seem like. His opinion is our opinion. Oh yeah, um, I don't ever want it to seem like if your we're opinion voting is our opinion. on yeah. something, vote for you. I'll vote for me. Like we're not voting for us. None I of don't that codependent. Making sure to be like, right. do not please try to please the other person. Right. I don't want it like, to, to seem like and- it's us and them. Like we're five individuals. I want and and I really want my individual individuality like I don't want Josh speaking for me I don't want like people just going like oh well Josh and Katie like I I'm my own person the being coupled up and people identifying you as that is like especially as co-workers like I don't want my bands to just see us like I still want to be seen I still want my own relationship with each band member absolutely um and so you know that that's really important to me and really important to us. And, um, and we, I think we do a pretty good job of maintaining that, but like, yeah. Are you guys good at keeping, um, work and non-work separate? Yeah. I think it's a little tough at home sometimes because like, um, you know, we're especially like when things are going, like we're just at home and like I'm tweeting from the band page and he's making art for the band. And we're just like talking about the set list and we're just like, uh, and then, you know, and then we go to rehearsal yeah. and we're rehearsing and then we come home and it's like, sometimes we need out. to be like, we need to like not talk about the band. Yeah. No, like, it's, you have to draw those hard lines. We have to like draw those hard lines sometimes. Um, especially when there's like, we're getting a new booking agent or like, um, you Ooh, know, heavy. like there's a, a lineup change or we need to hire somebody or fire somebody or if anything go is going on like that. It's like, um, you know, we'll just be in the middle of dinner and then it'll be like, and you know what else <laughs> that, you know, and it's, it's just sometimes, yeah, it can be a little blurry at home. That's hard. Like, you know what? Let's just like not talk about the band for a second. Yeah. I have trouble with just clocking out in general, like totally. as a workaholic totally. where I'll just, and I don't mind it also, yeah. but just for like the sanctity of like our relationship, make sure we don't just constantly. Yeah. Cause even if it's work you love, it can become stressful and you don't want to forget. Totally. You're like, I also have this separate relationship with somebody. I love hundred percent, hundred percent. And that's actually, it's like we do at home. Like we can get really into just like checking out. Um, or we're like full, like, yeah, it's full or the other. like all about the Mowgli's. And, um, and right now we're like really trying to be like all hands on deck. Like, you know, we full, guys have so much going ahead. on. You have this new single, more singles. Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to just, um, you know, 
every time like recording a song costs money like people yeah. are like when are you coming out with new music and you're like well when we can scramble Afford. so when we can like wrangle some change together to record some songs yeah um so luckily we have this really amazing producer alex arias who's like an old friend of ours um he's you know we've been friends since we were all starting out as musicians um and he was starting out as an engineer and producer and over the last 10 years like he's developed so much and now he's just so you've met him yeah he's, amazing. he's incredible incredible producer he did um wasting time and he did stop fighting with yourself which you know i think uh even Both just despite songs. despite the songs themselves they sound great like yeah. he did a really good job and uh so we've been working with him and that's just so much fun. Uh, and as soon as, and he does, a, you know, he, we, he works for a great rate. And so as soon as we have a couple songs, we're like, let's just record them and put them out. Like, we're not going to wait until we have enough money and time to do a whole album. Full album. We're just going to, we've got two songs. Let's put them out. And um, instead of releasing a full album or a full body of work, we're going to try to be able to put a video out with each song. I love that. So that there's content constantly coming so from important. us. And, and for better yeah, or worse, yeah. you know. Well, and it's fun for us, you know, as, as you know, like, a lot of us come, we're a lot of us grew up in LA. We all come from this film background. We've all yeah. worked on sets. We all have different creative bones um, and itches that need to be scratched. So it's kind of fun to, to have these video concepts and to get together with other friends and have this whole other creative avenue to put into our music. That's so, so cool. Yeah. So videos have been fun. Yeah. I mean, and they've been great. Um, these last two songs are that just came out. I mean, they're killer. Thank you. On that note, I guess. So, um, one of the lead singers, he went off to do a solo career yeah. like earlier this year. So there's been a shift mm -hmm. with that shift. How um, do you guys feel like a pressure to like, let's really get out some new music to like keep um, the ball rolling to yeah. make sure people don't. I think at a, a, well, a few things was like a, um, when he left, he got onto like a much bigger ship. Like he left and he signed a big record deal and they were really pushing this like narrative of like the lead singer of the Mowgli's got his own deal. And so we were like, well, we really want to push the narrative that there is no lead singer of the Mowgli's we and we're a, we're a group. And so Which we I were like, how I always saw you. I think it's yeah, how everyone. Totally, totally. But of it's course, not like, like a boy band where people go, totally. You know, the Justin Timberlake. Exactly, of, exactly. And, it's like a crew. Um, it's always been, you know, about the group. Yeah. And so we really wanted to reestablish that. Um, we definitely didn't want people to think that because there was a change happening, it meant this was no longer happening. Yeah. So uh, I think that was the urgency. The What's urgency like, let's keep this ball like, rolling. We want people to know that there's still going to be music coming. Yeah. That just because there's been a change doesn't mean we're going to stop making music. Yeah. Doesn't mean we're going to stop playing. So, you know, we, and we really wanted to prove to like our booking agent or everybody on our team that we can keep doing this. Like if yeah. you have any doubt that, if you thought that this was ever about one person, like let us prove to you that it's not. And so we have spent this last year really trying to put our best foot forward and really just trying to, um, to stay strong as a group and be this group that, that is about the sum of its parts. Yeah. So I, mean, I feel it's like been you're fun. I mean, I, and I feel like just as an outside observer, it's like you guys are fucking killing it. It's, Thanks. It's haven't been fun. Missed a beat. It's honestly, I think it really comes down to like when every single person, 
uh, in the boat is rowing the same direction. I love that. It's easier to go forward. Yeah, you're going to get more momentum. Yeah, if one person is like, I'm not really sure I want to be in this boat or like, should we be going this direction? Or just not helping row. Uh, Yeah, if as soon as, and as that, there's one person in the boat that's like, just not even sure going in the yeah. same direction or has the, it can um, create confusion. And so right now, like everybody in the boat is just rowing, rowing the same way and they're rowing their asses off. You guys are all the Winkleboss twins or whatever. Yes, yes exactly. Or, um, or, uh, Lori Laughlin's daughter. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Real <laughs> or not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, just that's so funny. Killing it. Um, <laughs> you guys are getting ready to go oh wait let me go back to did you did you and josh have to like come out to the band we kind of did everybody could or they're like yeah we know they're like we share a 15 passenger van like we can feel your sexual tension thanks yeah you're like it's Um, making us all uncomfortable yeah uh so yeah we definitely had to like come out to the band or whatever um which was like awkward and weird but eventually it was just kind of like whatever like this is what's gonna happen so with that shift like the stuff earlier on when you talked about someone being like who's she fucking does that do you worry about that in your head like people going oh that's Um, she she's there because even though you've been there the whole time you're obviously adding so much i don't really worry about it just because i feel like anybody who knows the mowgli's like doesn't see it that way but i definitely like don't ever want um i don't want our marriage to be like a gimmick a part like, of the I thing. don't want it to be like oh and then the singers are married like that's not it like yeah. we're we're five individuals you don't ever want it to be a we're thing five that's individuals like, isn't like, it cute yeah like, yeah and like the band course, with the couple that's married and right it's- <laughs> and of course like there's mom like me and Josh have moments on stage and of course we work together and of course like our relationship is inherently involved but like it's not um it was never at the the foundation of yeah. the band it was never in and you never the, want it to be like no, what people think yeah of. it was never a part of the inception uh so like yeah you're like I'm, we're not gonna try yeah. to force that now you're like we're doing right. fine and we it's don't like need... wh- how much pressure is that on a on a marriage too? yeah they're like what if it falls apart right and then, just then like, everything falls apart exactly it's just t- so much pressure and um yeah do you ever get fans that make you feel like some people are trying to do that or like that um do you no. get questions about your relationships from like fans? Not really, to be Good. honest. Yeah. It's Amazing. pretty cool. It's really that cool. That is such a relief. People are pretty like, yeah, it's, I guess it's just because like we don't talk about it. So they're not like, yeah, it's you're not, not making it a thing. Yeah. That's cute. Like they know we're married, but like, I mean, that's gotta be, it's not a thing. That's gotta be kind of fucking magical to like get to sing on stage with the oh, person yeah, you love. Oh yeah, like so so lucky, so so lucky. And like, I mean, I don't even know how I would do this. Like, um, if I were just like single and like in a touring band, like, uh, I'd probably be like a huge slut. Um, I mean, I or get it. or I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how it would be. It just seems like it would be super complicated. Yeah, when it's a lifestyle where like it would just be so complicated. Like it can't. It's hard imagine, to find someone new and settle down. Couldn't imagine having a relationship like a very stable relationship at home when, as a like, woman. As a woman with a lifestyle like that? with a bunch of guys. Yeah, no, it would men. be really hard. And um, and so then I guess you would just be single. And if you're single in that lifestyle, like what else are you gonna do other than like 
hook up with like the hottest dudes you meet and then like move on to the next one. Yeah. So like I just it would be really it would it seems like it would be really challenging for sure. Yeah. Unless like they're also a touring artist like uh, and they kind of understand. I think that people who don't tour like life on the road seems like it's crazy. Like it seems like it's strip clubs and cocaine and, and like, shots and it's like not. It's like gross green rooms and it's like not that fun and like you only get drunk because you're depressed and like <laughs> you know it's it's. I mean just, absolutely people think like rock stars. Right. I get it with comedy and people like of course you must have crazy stories. And, and you're I just, like yeah I guess that one night we played LA you were there like yeah. that was pretty fun yeah and if every night was like that in the green room it'd be insane but like that's not the case that was the only night on tour that was like that we'd be dead we'd be dead that's um, so... so you know I think there's this idea that like tour is so crazy and unless unless you're with somebody who's familiar with the touring life like maybe if I was single I could date somebody else in another touring band or another touring comedian well, or yeah, another no. touring somebody who gets, gets the lifestyle. It. I think that's why it works for me. Yeah, I think so too because if not, you'd be at home and you'd be like, he's definitely like at a club surrounded by groupies right now. Well, and I, I and think... that's that's what it seems like rock and roll is but it's like so much less cool than that. I don't know why. I know. Well, I also think it's somewhat easier for a woman to handle I mean I to handle being at home and a man going on the road men are like yeah. especially as a woman surrounded by dudes yeah. even in comedy and I you know I tour alone but it's like I'll open for comedians who are men and there's always a stigma I can't drive up I can't give somebody a ride to the comedy store without people being like oh what's going on with you guys and it's right. like what I gave them a ride is what's right. going on people uh huh and men I feel like don't want to admit, but like they're fucking men are just as humans are as insecure as they are or they aren't. But like, I always feel like there's this lie that women tell themselves like men are just sitting there like totally fine as if they don't have insecurities. Oh my God. Men are so insecure. And to know you're out there surrounded by literal rock stars. Right. And he's just like, well, you know, I'm an accountant and I think she loves me. Right. (laughs) Right. That's fucking And you know what's It weird takes a very special person to When we first that. started touring I was dating somebody else And yeah. that person um, Had a, a parent Who was a touring musician uh. So they grew up around it um, So they were like The opposite Where they were like So unfazed They like didn't call me They didn't really care When like, I came home me. from tour They just like Didn't get up to like And I was like Okay you like Don't care too much Yeah Like I don't want you to like think I'm out there cheating on you but, but I want you also to m- like be like hey I miss you how was the show tonight yeah I like, want you to be excited something. that you're with me yeah but it's hard I mean it, it's really hard. I've watched um so many people around me in not just my band but in bands that we've been out with and tour managers and crew members and like so many people I've watched just like struggle to maintain you know positive relationships with the people that they love from 3,000 miles away yeah, it's, hard. Uh, it's so so hard and I don't like you know I feel really lucky that I'm in the situation I'm in because Josh is great and um and I get to like share this life with him and we get to to build this band together and this this dream this shared dream that we have which is really cool it's amazing it's so awesome you guys are going to the UK for the first time yes how fucking excited are you? So excited you know the band's never met other than Josh the band's never met my mom (gasps) oh my god they're all going to meet my mom. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. That's huge. Uh, my mom's never seen the Mowgli's play. <gasps> She's 
She's going to see us play for the first time. Oh, my God. How long have you guys been a band? Like, almost 10 years. I'm not going to cry. So excited. I might cry. I'm not going to cry. Okay. I know. I, I actually am bringing Xanax so that I don't cry on stage. Are you worried about doing Xanax on stage? Uh, I'm half. so sensitive to drugs. No. Such, I do, like, such a small amount. I don't even do half. I take, like, a tiny bite so that I don't cry, but so that I don't feel it. Oh, I'm so... And I'm, I don't drink. That I mean, that's huge. That's I, I drink sometimes. Cru- I don't but like... With a that's not a blanket statement. Like, I don't drink. I do I, I do drink sometimes, but, if but I don't, like... Mix. No, no. I'm just so afraid that I would take the tiniest bit of something, and for whatever reason that day, I'd be, oh, like, oversensitive like and drooling. I'm familiar enough with these, like, very low doses, uh, doses yeah, yeah. of Xanax that... I got from a friend um, that the psychiatrist uh, <laughs> and uh, honestly I don't usually like, I've had this stash for like over a year yeah but I'm just like really feel like I'm a very emotional performer and I feel like if I don't then like I'm really gonna like lose it on and stage. you can't when you're singing you can't be like <laughs> yeah and I feel and I don't want to do it's that in front of my mom it's a real good life yeah, You're like, like the first time my mom sees us, and she's like, I'm "Is like, this what she does?" Yeah, <laughs> um, and then but also we're gonna like be performing for my dad for the first time, who I don't know that well, so that's kind of weird. I'm a little that's nervous scary. around that, and my brothers who I just met. Oh, that's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. You sometimes talk about that. I do on I stage. Do. Are you gonna? I'm nix not that? gonna talk about it on stage. You're not gonna like no. use that as a segue. No. Okay. No, I don't want them to know I wrote that song about them. No, You're like you don't get that much credit. Fuckers. I just like don't know them well enough yet, and I feel like. I you don't want them to be like, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's still mm. like, I feel like boundaries. Like at first it was like we were texting all the time and then I met them and then they were texting me like too much. And I was like, you need to stop. I like need to live my That's life. So fascinating. And then it was like really weird. I was like, felt really like I was like constantly like texting. Do they not have back. wives? Um, they? <laughs> they do. You know, they were like really, like really, are they trying to mom you? I feel like they were more excited about me than I was about them in some oh, ways. Okay. And, um, I don't know. It was weird because I'm like excited to have a relationship with them. I don't mean to like, oh yeah, sound so negative about it. But well, it's no, also but- like I'm not like I love my family. I'm not like super close with my oh, family. Same. They live in England. Well, yeah, and so if they're if they're people who like constantly talk like that with their regular family, they're yeah, close to them, right? It's I'm just not a different like dynamic. that. And so all of a sudden to have like two siblings just like blowing me up all the time, I was like, this is like too much for me. Yeah, it's- I need to not reply to this for a while until I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, I have a hard time wrapping my head around like just close families where it's like you you're like going to lunch with your parents. Why? You didn't you, you, you saw them are, like two are days you in ago. Trouble? Yeah, and it's like yeah. it's just I know that's totally normal. Yeah. It's just a thing I don't No, I love my mom and like honestly if my mom lived closer to me, we would probably hang out all the time. Like she's she's awesome, she's the best, but like everybody else I'm you know Yeah. I it's don't just, know. Like, I don't what are we going to talk that. about? I don't have that like family is everything. Blood is thicker than water. Me like I don't neither. have that. No, not at all. And I don't know why. They I'm stress sure me out, to be honest. Yeah. I'm like stressed out a little bit. Like I'm so excited to go to the UK. I'm so excited to see my mom. So excited to um to explore England with the band because I've been going back to England my whole life. Yeah. Like, I'm English. And so I'm so excited to go back there with them. I'm really excited to see Dave try to do business with people who have thick accents. Oh, um, I'm, I'm excited about a lot of funny. things. But um, thinking about like some of the family stuff, I have a little anxiety. Of course. Yeah. It's family. Are, is there any like 
restaurants or cool spots you're excited to oh show my the God. band? I, I, we have to go for a cream tea. Um, we have to get a pasty. Uh, we have to have a pasties. Sunday roast. Sunday pasties are like these little pies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you know them? I've been They're, to I've been to a British themed restaurant so once. So my and the UK and uh, my favorite. She's the best. She's worked at Ginsters, which is like the the, the pasty factory <gasps> for like thirty years. Wow. And her and my uncle. So They're like. And that factory is in the part of England my family's from. Like, we're pasty people. Which part of England is that? Cornwall. Cornwall. Are you guys doing a show there? I wish. It's so beautiful. It's like the most, it's, if you don't know about it, it's like one of the most beautiful places in the world. So gorgeous. Best kept secret. Wish we were going. But it's like the very bottom of England and not on route at all. Yeah. I mean, what can you do? What can you do? Any uh, any specific cit- like cities in England you're extra so looking forward to? So excited for London. Yeah. Can't wait to go to Glasgow because the next day we have a day off. And my, going mom, to- my mom's coming to that <gasps> show and we're going to go up to Edinburgh. Edinburgh is the best. That's what I hear. So it's, I'm really excited. I just put in my application to do the festival again this Ooh. year. So we'll see. But It's awesome. Do you like Harry Potter? Of course. She wrote. She everything. wrote it, everything in yeah, Edinburgh. I know. I and when you wait. walk around, you go like, Waverly, oh. I'm like, yeah. It's you're like, like this. And mm-hmm. you just looking at stuff, you're like, yeah. this inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm so uh. excited. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, so I'm excited for that and London. And then um, after, we're going to take an extra week and do Paris and Amsterdam. I'll be there. Unless I book this thing know. that I'm not going to book. Um, but. So well, that'll be really fun. You've been to Paris um, and Amsterdam? Yes. I've only done Paris. I've done Paris twice, each time for 24 hours. Oh, this so like time we've out. got like three days. Yes. So I'm very excited. And then Amsterdam, uh, I've I've done twice. One of those times was uh, my honeymoon. Josh and I did a few days. We did Bruges in Amsterdam. And, uh And on our last day there, we were like really getting into the groove of the city. And we were like, oh, I really wish we had more time here. Because like now, now we like get it. It's a little, over, it was a little overwhelming. There's the a lot. Because we came from Bruges too, which is like dead. So quiet. Yeah. So chill. Then you get off the train in Amsterdam and it's like thousands of bikes. Bikes and everywhere. And weed and your waffles so insane everything waffles so uh but then on our like second or third day we were like oh this is really chill like this part of town's really cool so it's nice to to know we're going back there and kind of have an idea um, yeah kind of like want to do any any must see must eats in paris or amsterdam well i mean just the bread and butter in Paris is like, dude. I just want to have baguette. It's at all insane. Times. I could just eat bread and butter and drink wine all day, I, all day. I'll do that with you. Um, yeah, and then obviously in Pam- in Amsterdam, we're like gonna get stoned and eat junk food for sure. For sure. Maybe we'll do mushrooms and go to a museum. I don't know. A hundred percent. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited for you. Um, you guys. Well, where can people find you on? Oh, the I'm webs? at Katie Mowgli. Yes. Um, I. Uh, when somebody from the Bernie Sanders campaign retweets me, I get a lot of followers. And then um, at some point I, I start losing them again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, check it out. Maybe there's something worth following there. See how you feel. See how you feel. Um, if you're in the UK, their tour will start this week. Cause I'm yes. putting this out. Uh, this Starts week. Tuesday. Tuesday. Great. In Leeds. Tomorrow in Leeds. Go see her. Um, Go see the Mowgli's. Say hi to um, the drummer, my boyfriend, Andy. Make sure he's not doing anything wrong. I'm tell kidding. her. Um, tell me everything. Uh, and um, yeah, I go check out their new single, Thanks. Wasting Time. 
and thank you for sitting down with me anytime yay thanks for sitting down with me this was fun yes very much so bye idiots bye there you go katie jane earl all about being a singer in a band of all boys except her and what that industry is like and some political stuff some feminist stuff all across the board fucking rad girl uh lady woman whatever i'm supposed to say badass bitch go see the Mowgli's. i can't i can't recommend it enough in uk wow my brain farted um and so did the rest of me oops if you like the podcast subscribe rate review me on itunes share the podcast with your friends because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes that's how we get the word out big thank you to john gene kathy terry greg exclusive members of the league of extraordinary idiots on patreon couldn't do this without you you can join the league you can get postcards from me uh just head on over to patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed for just a dollar a month you can hear bonus content and please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity they're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world ignorance is blessed on instagram and if you want to be more involved but you're like i can't afford a dollar a month or i just don't want to fucking give you a dollar bitch that's fine there's a facebook group it's free to join ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots find it it's a safe space safe space for theoretically unsafe questions you can come with your viewpoint that you're like hey uh you know a lot of people think that this is how things should be but i'm kind of confused it's a discussion space and also a place for you to recommend or suggest types of guests or specific people you'd like as guests you could give me someone specific or you could go like hey it'd be really cool if you interviewed a handicapped person who believes in hinduism i don't know why that would be the specific thing but you know I'm not afraid to do whatever I can. So, yeah, head over there. Engage in the conversation. Start a conversation. Do you want to... Are you unsure about what to think politically? And you're like, I don't really pay attention. And now I feel like I should. Maybe start that conversation. Uh, It's a place where people who disagree can get to know each other and find a common ground and see where everyone's coming from and fucking just fuck around. It's great. (sighs) Thank you for listening. Um... Yeah, just uh, you can find me, JMS Comedy, at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.